All right. All right. So tonight, um, like Matt said, um, he wants me to just talk about just some things that have been going on in my life, just some things that I've been learning over the past, you know, six or seven months or so. Um, God, God has a way of, of uh, hitting you hard with things uh, when, you need to le- when you need to learn things, and sometimes you ignore them, and then he just hits you harder. <laughs> so uh, that, that's kind of what happened with me and, and my walk with him and my walk with, uh, you know, trying to be a leader to my family and my kids and my wife and, and all of you all. And so I just want to kind of lead you guys through that, uh, what the Lord's teaching me. I hope you guys, okay, little, little side note, my brain is so weird, okay? So <laughs> my biggest fear when I talk to you guys is it only makes sense to me, okay? So uh, there's, ob- there's, of course, going to be a chart because I can't work without charts. Um, but it, it, it might be a little weird, so just try to hang with me um, and, and we can get through it together. All right, I'll pray and then we'll, uh, we'll get right into it. All right. Dear Lord, uh, I love you so much. I'm so thankful for this place. I'm so thankful for all these people. Um, you know that I'm not a gifted speaker, and that's probably why I'm up here tonight, because um, you know, we don't need gifted speakers. You don't need gifted speakers to, to preach your word. And so, uh, Lord, I just pray that they'll have ears to hear and that I will just be able to speak clearly um, and intently um, and that your message will come across and just remove my weirdness, remove my awkwardness, um, and, and, and that we'll have a good night. Uh, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, as you get older, you get more responsibility, right? You have a job. Um, you have a, a wife and then maybe like a dog, and, and then you have kids, and okay, and then you, you get a house, and then you get cars, and you get a yard, and then, you know, it just, it's just responsibility after responsibility after responsibility. Well, what happens is, and, and I'll just speak for me, I'm not going to assume it happens for everybody, but for me, what happens is, is you just get busy. You just get so busy. And, you know, I would say I'm a pretty good guy. You know, I'm here. I'm, you know, one of your leaders. I come to church multiple times a week. I feel like I live here, honestly. Um, you know, we go to prayer meetings, and I have a lovely wife and a lovely family, and, um, you know, we serve everywhere that we can, but what hit me in February was, wow, I was not expecting that. Um, <coughs> I realized I wasn't being who I needed to be for you guys, and I realized that I wasn't being who I needed to be for Cindy and the kids. Um, not that I was being bad or doing anything wrong. It's just you get busy, and you realize that, man, you, you go to work, you come home, you're stressed, you got car problems and house problems and, you know, dealing with all of your all issues. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a full-time job. I'm not even kidding. Um, man, you, you, you look at your wife across the table, and you're like, we haven't had a conversation in like three months about anything of any significance. Um, so, Cindy and I realized that, and so we had some really difficult conversations, and that hit me, man, like a ton of bricks, because all I want to be is a good husband for her. And all I want to be is a good dad for my kids. You know, I've got a daughter who's 10. She's going to be in high school, or middle school soon. One more year, she's going to be in middle school, which is freaking me out right now. Uh, and you know, I got Hudson, you know, he's six already. I mean, it feels like he was just born yesterday. So, um, 
I gotta pull it together. All right, here we go. So, all of that to say, it's so easy to fill your stuff, fill your life with good stuff. I mean, I love hanging out with y'all. I love coming to church as often as I can. I love serving. I like my job. I really do. I like my job. I like the things that I do, and I like the people that I interact with, but what I realized, though, was I was just sort of floating through life, doing good things, um, doing awesome things, I think, but it was, it, none of it was very intentional. It was all just Oh, I need it done. We sort of showed up. We sort of did what we needed to do, and and you know our relationship struggled because of that. Um, and I don't think that I was, you know, really who I needed to be for you guys either. And so, so what do you do? What do you do, Vin, when you have a problem? Where do you turn? I call you. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that's probably not the right answer, though. Um, Yes, so I turned to the Word, and I just said, okay, Lord, teach me something here, because I'm not sure that I know, I'm not sure I know what the right, how to be. I'm not sure I know how to be the right leader that I need to be for, for Cindy and the kids. I don't know if I know how to be the right leader for you guys, and so as, as God does, he shows you, and uh, it's very challenging sometimes. It's very difficult, so what I'm going to try to get through, because I may not even get through the introduction. All right, so I'm going to try to go through what, what he taught me. And I hope to challenge you a little bit. This is simple stuff. This is super simple. The hard part is applying it, right? God's, God's truth is simple. God's word is simple. The hardest part is applying it into your everyday life. And so uh, that, is, that has been what has been the hard part for me. And I, so I'm going to challenge you all to follow along the best that you can in my, all of my craziness. And, uh, and hopefully you'll leave here tonight maybe encouraged, maybe with a renewed sense of um, understanding who you are. You know, not just as Zach Tiber, the cool dude in front, but Zach, you know, the friend and um, the boyfriend and the son and, you know, all of those other things and what roles we have in those individual aspects of our lives. Okay, we all have multiple titles, right? We're not just human. I am human. That's not what we are. We all have multiple titles. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I want to get into. So go ahead and pull up that first. So this is where the weirdness begins. All right, here we go. Like I said, I can't do anything without some sort of a chart or something. So this is called the intentionality model. And I entitled today's talk intentionality on purpose, which is sort of redundant which my boss would say it's the Department of Redundancy Department. That's what he always tells me. Anyway, whatever. Okay, so intentionality on purpose. Okay, so don't worry, I'll explain this as we go, but just get familiar with it. It'll show up more as we go through. It's on the top of your page. I know it's small, but it'll be up here. Okay, so point number one. It all starts with my, make it personal, with my relationship with the Lord. Luke 9.23 says, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall uh, save it. And so I put up there, and I use my name. Go ahead and do the next slide. I put my name because I don't want to assume that any of you guys are selfish. 
Um, I'm sure none of you are. Uh, so I put, dear Ryan, okay, so, so a, little, a little side note. So I, I keep a journal every day when I'm, when I'm reading through, through the word. And every day I try to write down a question. And that question is a direct correlation to what I'm learning. So in this particular day, uh, it wasn't necessarily a question. It was just like a note to myself. Dear Ryan, you are selfish by nature. Without dying to yourself daily, you will continue to be selfish. And so what I took from that was, going back to Luke 9, I have to die to myself daily. If I don't do it daily, there's also a direct correlation to who I am throughout the day with, with my, how I'm walking with the Lord. So when I'm walking with the Lord, my attitude, when I'm spending time with the Lord in the morning, my attitude is completely different. Amen. Completely different than when I miss a day. Amen. Completely different. And it's just because, you know what, we haven't prepared ourselves to be in the world and to fight our enemy, and we haven't prepared ourselves to walk in the Spirit with the Lord, and we haven't prepared ourselves to, you know, commune with, with the Lord, which he helps us get through the day. Um, and so one of the things I learned was, man, my, my relationship with the Lord needs to come first. I can't fix my relationship with you. I can't fix my relationship with Cindy or my relationship with the kids or anybody else in my life, which, by the way, once you really be- start becoming intentional about seeing your relationships through the Lord, you realize, man, I've got a lot of relationships that I'm not really, I'm not really watering and sowing those relationships, um, fertilizing those relationships. And so, but it starts with, you, you can't do anything outside of the Lord. And so it starts with your walk with the Lord. And so the first thing that I want you guys to understand is, we can't do anything without the Lord, and so we have to make sure that every day, and I'll challenge you to this, and this is, there are verses to back this up, but I don't have them up, but we can look, at it, look them up together if we want. I challenge you to do it before you do anything else. I, I challenge you to do it in the morning before you go to school. I challenge you to do it in the morning before you go to work. Why would you, why would you prepare yourself at the end of the day for the day that you already had? You know, so prepare yourself in the morning to go out and be in the world. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will change your entire perspective on your day, your entire outlook on your job, your entire outlook on your school, your entire outlook on your family and your friends. Um, <coughs> next verse, 2 Timothy uh, three sixteen and 17. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly or thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The scripture helps you be a better person and have a better attitude, and we'll see this in a little bit later. Um, I'm setting us up for something, okay? We have to get through the first two points to get to where I'm going. Um, It's given by inspiration of God. This is how he communicates with us, right? So if we're not communicating, if we're not receiving his communication through, through his word, and we're not talking to him through prayer, then there's not really a relationship right there. And so if there's not a relationship right there, 
and he is the one that's going to help you build your other relationships, then you're in trouble, you know, and that's kind of where I was. Not that I wasn't reading, but I wasn't reading with an intention. I wasn't, I wasn't communing with the Lord with an intention. Psalms 119, 10, and 11. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Those are, those are simple verses, right? We all know those verses. But what does it mean? What, is that, what does that mean? My whole heart have I sought thee. So I had to understand, am I seeking the Lord with my whole heart or am I reading because that's what you're supposed to do to be a good Christian? Or, is, or am I even like, a, like retaining this information? Am I even applying this in my life? And I would say the answer was no. The answer is no, I wasn't. Because my relationship with my wife was not where it should be. My relationship with my kids isn't where, where it should be. And it just, it just spirals out from there. <coughs> Psalms uh, 1, 1 and 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. Man, are we meditating on the law day and night? Are we? You know, and that doesn't mean that you have to just be sitting in front of the Bible, reading the Bible 24 hours a day. But if you're hiding his word in your heart, and you're going through your life, man, He's going to provide those verses for you when you're in times of trouble, when you're having struggles with whatever. He just has this way of like providing those, that information back into your head because it's in your heart. Um, so man, are we meditating? Am I? Am I? This is, this is me. Am I meditating on God's word day and night? You know? I think the answer was probably no. You know? And so, um, you know, so what I'm trying to lay the foundation is, is I wasn't putting in the work to have good relationships. I wasn't putting in the work to be the man that I'm intended to be, that, that God wants me to be. <clears throat> and so, maybe some of you would say, and I, I, so I asked myself this. This is a question. I think it's the next slide. Do I often feel lost in this life? Do you just, just feel lost? Not, not from a, not from an aspect that you don't know the Lord. Um, this is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm saved, I know the Lord, I have a relationship with the Lord. But as you're going through life, do you just sort of feel like, where is my place? I'm lost, where are, I don't have any influence. I, 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 don't, I don't know where I fit in. Um, man, I, I struggle with that, honestly, for years. I still struggle with that. Mostly because I'm really insecure. Um, but, uh, that, that's a question that I wrote down. Man, do I often feel lost in this life? Slash, yes, I do. Uh, and, then, and, then I, and then I wrote, as I was reading through Psalms that, that, that day, why am I surprised when I feel lost if the one true light isn't lighting my path? So, it goes again to, man, if you're not turning to the Lord to light your steps, Throughout the day, like just just look at it on a micro level, not a not a a huge, you know, um, you know level, you know, where you're zoomed out thirty thousand feet. I'm talking about just your you get up out of bed, you read the word, and he's going to light your steps. We live in a dark world, right? You've got temptation, you've got 
crazy stuff going on out here, even within, a, even within the church. I don't mean like within FBC, but within the church as a whole. Um, although there's probably some crazy stuff going on at FBC, I don't know. Um, I mean, we are people after all. So, why are we surprised if we feel lost if we're not in the word and, he, and we're not allowing the Lord to light our steps, to light our path? Psalms 119, 105, I mean, I think we all know this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so everywhere, <coughs> everywhere I was going, it just pointed me back to, well, you're not grounded in my word. Well, you're having problems because you're not grounded in my word. You're having this relationship issue because you're not grounded in my word. You can't get along with this person because you're not grounded in, in my word. Your kids aren't obeying you because you're not grounded in my word. You're not having a good open communication with your wife because you're not grounded in my word. And that, man, that hit me like a, like a brick wall. Um, side note. Fellas, <laughs> when, you're, when you're figuring out who you want to date, man, um, it is so amazing to have a wife or girlfriend or whatever um, that challenges you, you know, challenges you, um, even spiritually, you know, challenges you spiritually, challenges you as a leader, challenges you as a man, um, not, not from an aggressive standpoint. It's because they want to be led by us, spiritually. I'm not talking about like a dominant male-female thing. I'm talking about the way the Lord intended it for the man to lead his wife spiritually. And they want that. And it's awesome um, that Cindy challenges me that way. She really does. Okay, so let's get into some fun stuff. All right, so throw the next one up there. Okay, so I, started, I used emojis because they're fun. Okay, so, so this was a, a secular chart that I found. But it was so weird, because I actually stumbled across this chart. Um, it is so weird, I'll just say, slash really cool, how the Lord, when you're learning something, and I'm sure you guys know this, but as you're learning something and the Lord is teaching you something, like everywhere you look, everything you do, he just is throwing this, like, in your face. It could be in a commercial. It could be on TV. It could be, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just like, oh, you're learning that? Here. Oh, oh, here, you know. It's like, what in the world? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to learn, like, I need a million dollars, you know. And he'll just throw it at me. I'm just thinking he will. I don't, I don't think that's how that works. Okay, so, so this was a secular chart, and I tried to put in, um, I tried to tie it to what I'm learning in the Word, okay? So, philosophy is what, is what this certain author put down for this. Okay, ph- it's what you truly believe. Well, I truly believe in the book, Amen. and I truly believe in the Lord. And so, that is what Im- the, the Bible emoji is going to represent for us in that section. God's Word directly impacts or, or directs our path and attitude. It directly affects it. So, if you remove God's word, then you're all over the place, okay? So, if you, if you are grounded in God's word, 
and you are walking with him, not to say that we don't have good days and bad days, I'm not saying that, but just in general, when you're walking with the Lord, when you're filled with the Spirit, he is going to direct your path, which also influences your attitude. Okay? So, smiley face emoji. Okay. But, point number two. We can't just hear it. We can't just hear about the word. We can't even just know the word. But we have to live what it says. And then I put, this is something that I wrote in my journal. Hearing about it is not enough. Reading God's word is not enough. Oh, I read God's word. I knew what it says. Even knowing what to do isn't enough. You gotta actually do it. You have to actually do it. You can't just know it. Oh, we know a lot of things, right? We know a lot of things. But if you don't do it, what does that knowledge get you? Nothing, right? And so that for sure applies to God's word. You can hear all the preaching you want. You can read it all you want. But if you haven't prepared your heart to do it, you know, it was probably a good read, but it really didn't influence you. That's what I took away. So we must put our knowledge to action. We must. And so how that applied to me was, I mean, I had to be intentional with Cindy. Okay. If we are just, we just don't have time to have communication, like, like real communication. It, let me tell you, kids are hard. They are hard. And when you have multiple kids, I can't even imagine three kids or four kids or even, you know, two kids is plenty um, for me. <laughs> it, it just adds complexity. It just adds a ton of complexity and it adds time to do it right. To do it right, it adds time and it adds complexity. By the way, it's awesome. It really is awesome. But it makes it very challenging to also put that time and that effort into other relationships. Um, and so, you know, we, Cindy and I, and I won't go into the details, but we had to put things in place to make sure that we spend quality time together. And it might sound stupid, and it might sound like, okay, you guys are weird, you guys are messed up, but, like, we got to put it on the calendar. <laughs> because if it doesn't get on the calendar, if it doesn't get on the calendar, if it doesn't get like, hey, from this time to this time, we have to just sit down and talk about what the Lord's doing in our life. We have to pray together. It's just not going to happen because there's always something else that gets in the way, always. So we had to understand, man, we got to be intentional with that, you know. Um, so that was putting, that was putting in my, my personal, was, that was putting my knowledge into action, is I had to take what I was reading and apply it into a practical way. And it might sound stupid, but I mean, we got to just say, hey, we got to sit down and we got to talk about these things. You know, and it's kind of weird and it's kind of awkward that way, honestly. But if we just left it to chance and let it happen organically, it wasn't going to happen because there's always something else to do. Always. Always. So, uh, next, our attitude. So, so we had, you know, the first one was uh, God's word directs our path and our attitude. 
And then our attitude directs our actions. So one of the questions I had to ask myself is, am I a hearer only? Am I only a hearer? And this goes back to a previous point. So James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I just put a note in my notes here. It said, uh, this, this came from my journal. It said, this is so easy to get stuck in. A lot of people, especially at FBC, we have access to training and classes. People co- who can understand us help, or understand and achieve biblical knowledge. And I put, this is amazing and awesome, and I'm so thankful for it. But I put, in my personal life, however, it cannot stop there. This isn't how we're going to win souls for Christ. Just knowing it. Just knowing it's not how we're gonna, it's going to win souls for Christ. It's, this isn't how I'm going to be a better father. It's not how I'm going to be a better son to my, to my parents. Um, it's not how I'm going to be a better husband. It's not how I'm going to be a better leader. And it's not how I'm going to be a better friend. It's just not. Um, if it all just stays up here. When, it's, when it turns into action, then it's like flipping a switch. You know, that's when, that's when the grace is manifested. But if I keep it up here, which is what I felt like I was doing, um, you know, it's all good information. I can tell you what to do. I can tell you what to do. I can give advice all day long, but I wasn't putting it into action in my own life. And so it was for naught. There's, there's a ton of verses in Proverbs, and I didn't, I didn't list them for you. I probably should have, um, where it describes the importance of knowledge. Knowledge is so important. Listen, we have to study to show ourselves approved. We do need to know what the truth is. I'm not, I don't want you to hear something I didn't say. Knowledge is super important. We do need to understand. We do need to study. We do need to know what the word of God says. I'm just trying to get it to, from my life. I knew what it said. I just wasn't applying it, and I wasn't doing it. That's all I'm trying to say. James 2. <clears throat> what doth it profit, my brethren, Though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needed to be the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith. Without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by thy works. And all I'm trying to get across there, that can get a little tricky. I don't want to get confused about works and, and faith uh, getting to heaven. That, that's not what that's talking about at all. Um, what it's saying is, if you see a guy on the side of the road and he's sick, what are you going to do if he's dying? You're going to sit a Bible on his face? <laughs> that's not going to help him. You know, it's not going to help his immediate need. Yeah, it might help his soul later if he makes it past that. But what it's saying is, man, help him out. Put, put what you know, Christ's love, into action and help him or her or whatever the situation is. That's what it's saying. You know, put it into action. And I wasn't doing that. <clears throat> so as I'm going along, I realized... This actually is pretty easy. 
This is actually pretty easy stuff, right? We just have to do what we read. That's pretty easy. And it's honestly pretty easy stuff that we're reading. Um, and again, this is another thing that's totally random that I came across this story, and I shared it with Vinny, and I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, it just fits so good with what I was learning that day. So I'm going to read this lo- real quick story. It's a story of a, a Roman uh, game, I guess. So Rome, uh, you know, the very name evokes images of empires and atmospheric of greatness. One of their generals, Quintus Cirotorus, found himself far from home in Spain with, vast, with a vast territory to defend and had an army composed almost entirely of undisciplined conscripts. He had no interest in defeat, so he called them together to teach them an important lesson on what it would take to be a successful army. So he's trying to build, you know, a successful army. He brought out the most physically impressive warrior in his ranks, and also the smallest and least conspicuous, I don't know what that means, conspicuous, whatever, soldier, small soldier, small guy, all right? In front of a great warrior, he placed a small, scraggly pony, and in front of the uh, smaller soldier, he placed a mighty war horse. Okay, so big guy, small horse, little guy, big horse. Got it? Are we following? Okay. The stout soldier was instructed to pull off the tail of this horse, this straggly little little horse, in one clump. Just, Just rip it off. He's this big guy. It's a little horse. Pull it off. Uh, let's see, the small soldier was was told to do so one hair at a time. Who do you think won? Little guy, big horse, big guy, little horse. Which one won? Little Little guy won. Why? It was the weaker soldier who triumphed over the war horse and the mighty soldier who failed despite all of his apparent advantages. The horse's tail is strong because of its many of its many strands. Now, okay, you might be thinking, what in the world? (laughs) Does that have anything to do with what you're talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about in the first place. Now I'm really confused. How the Lord used that in my life was, okay, I can't just, I can't go from how I was feeling to super dad overnight. Um, it, It takes meditation in his word, it takes, and we're, we're going to go through some stuff. Um, it really takes a bunch of little things, and none of them are really that hard. And so what I, what I took that was, even the scrawny little scraggly guy can pull out one hair at a time. And so, man, I don't, I don't have a lot of talent. I'm not really good at anything. I'm not very cool. I'm kind of weird. Um, but I think I could do one thing at a time for the Lord, with the Lord's help and grace, I think I could do one thing at a time. I might not be able to pull the whole horse tail off, but I can pull one hair at a time, maybe. So, point number three. It's really about the small things. It's, ba- it's about the small things. <coughs> Letter A. Kindness. And I I put a question here for myself. I don't know if I put it up there or not. Um, But in my notes, do I go into the relationship thinking the best of each other? 
or am I looking for ways they could offend me or mess up? And I kind of realized, just in my old crotchety ways, I think Steve Roth probably understands. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, Steve. Um, man, you, ju- you, you, just start, you just start getting negative a little bit. Um, and I think in my relationships, whatever they be, and, it, and it's really subtle, it just sort of creeps in over time. As I sort of realized, I don't, I don't know that I go into my conversations with people thinking the best of them or thinking um, they probably have good intentions. And so then you start just like naturally having negative thoughts or I'll have a conversation with Cindy and I just get, I just get super defensive. Oh, 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 you, you, you look at me weird. You, oh, oh, oh. And, and I realize, well, she had every, all, all the best intentions. She was trying to be the loving wife that she is and trying to warn me, hey, there's some weird signs I'm seeing here. Why don't we just have a mature conversation? Well, my, I, my, my guard's up, my defense is up. And so, so th- I wrote this down in my journal. Is that what I do? <laughs> do I do that with everybody? And I kind of think I do. <laughs> um, I think I just dwell on the negative aspects and just assume that they're thinking bad thoughts about me. Well, you know why? You know why I think that? Because I think bad thoughts about them. And so I'm just assuming they're doing the same to me. And uh, so that's a negative, that's a negative attitude. And so all you got to do is be kind. You know, kindness. Ephesians 4.32. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And, you know, I, I mean, we, not us personally, but we as a human race, we nailed him to a cross, and he was able to forgive our sins. And he was able to forgive us, even before we were born. And I can't forgive someone because I think they might look at me weird. <laughs> uh, man, that, that, that is how Satan, you know, Satan, Satan typically doesn't do anything like huge in your life to get you off track. It's just a bunch of little subtle things. And then pretty soon you just start allowing those things to be part of who you are. And even if you're coming to church and even if you're reading God's word, those little subtle things, you're maybe just a little less kind. Romans 12.10 Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. You know, not only do you tolerate them, <laughs> but do you prefer one another regardless of who they are? And we're brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, and, unless you don't know the Lord. Um, I'm saved. Um, I hope that most of you are. I hope that all of you are. But when I'm interacting with people, even if they're Christians or not Christians, do I prefer them? Are they a little different than me, so I don't prefer them? You know, just something that the Lord is teaching. Uh, letter B, love. John fifteen twelve. this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Do you love one another? And I don't mean just like, hey, yeah, I love you, bro. You know, I mean, do you love, do we love each other as the well? Like as, this, as a group of people here tonight, do we really love each other? I think we do. Honestly, I think we do. But for me, 
you know, as I'm going through this, I mean, I think I genuinely love you guys, I think. I, no, I'm just teasing. I really do. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh. That did not go over well. All right. <laughs> uh, I do love you guys. Um, but it's just, a, it's just a question, you know. Okay, so we've got kindness and we've got love. Philippians 2.4, look not every man to his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You know, are we looking, are we looking at others? Are we caring about others? First Peter, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Use hospitality to one another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Do we look after each other? In this group, listen. Okay, I, I get it. This is just like church or something. But like when I see, when I'm in here, when I'm in here with all you guys, and I know I don't know all of you, I'm hoping to get to know you guys better. Um, some of you newer ones. But I, when I'm here, th- you guys are my family. All, every single one of you. And so when I come here, I don't think of coming here to like an organization or a club or a church or whatever. I honestly, when I come here, I think, oh, I'm with my family tonight. I hope that you guys feel that way. <clears throat> Letter C, peace. Romans twelve eighteen. If it be possible, as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Are we just, are, are <laughs> let me read one more verse and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask another question. First Peter three eleven. Let him eschew or avoid evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue or, or succeed in it. Are we succeeding in peace? Are we, are, we, are we avoiding evil and are we succeeding in peace as a group? Or are we causing division amongst ourselves? Are we talking bad about each other, even if it's subtle? And then the question, one of the questions I put on here, and again, again, this is for me, um, are you constantly in the middle of drama? Just constantly. I don't know that I'm constantly in the middle of drama, but it was a question that I, that I felt like I needed to write down for myself. So maybe, you know, ask yourself. Honestly, ask yourself. Am I constantly in the middle of drama? Or are you seeking peace amongst your brothers and sisters? Letter D, comfort. <clears throat> so we've got kindness and love, peace, comfort. First Thessalonians 5.11 Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Are we edifying one another? Are we lifting each other up? Are we comforting each other? Let me ask another question. Do we even know if each other needs to be comforted? I guess might be a question. Because that would, that would sort of tell you where you are with your relationship with each other if you don't even know if someone needs comforted because you're not close enough to, to know. That, that, that one might have been the biggest one for me with Cindy. Sorry, I keep picking on you. <laughs> um, through all the busyness and all the good stuff that we were doing, I don't think I knew when she needed comforted. And I sure didn't know how to do it. Um, 
man, that hit me. That hit me hard. I mean, it, it's awesome how the Lord teaches you stuff, but man, it sucks sometimes, you know? It really does. Um, but it is cool on the other side because you look back and you're like, oh man, I don't want to go back there again. And I, I'm, listen, by the way, I don't have it all figured out. I'm still learning. I'm still studying God's word to understand how I can be better at all these things. Um, so in no way do I feel like I have arrived on all these issues. I am still working through it. <clears throat> First Thessalonians. Oh, do we read that? Yes. Okay. E, truth or openness. These, these are all, like I said, these are so simple. Loving each other, being kind, having peace, comforting one another. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Man, are, you, are we praying for each other as a group? Are we praying for the people that we care about? Are we praying for our families? Are we praying for our leaders? Um, are we, do we feel comfortable enough with each other to say, hey, dude, I'm struggling with this, man. I need your help. Will you pray with me for, with this? That, that's what, that's what this group is here for. This group is not here so you have to put on some, you know, pretty face and pretend like life is great every time you step in here. This group is for, hey, if you need comforted, that's what we're here for. Because we love each other, you know. We don't, <laughs> we don't want you to have to put on some facade to come in here. We don't want you to have to put on some facade to come over to the to FBC over here. We're here to love each other, to comfort each other, to have peace with one another. Because like I said, when I come in here, you're family. And so you're going to see me at my ugliest, like tonight. <laughs> you're going to see me at my best, which I don't know that I have best, but you'll see me that too. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't want us to ever leave this place thinking, oh, I can't, you know, I can't be emotional or I can't tell what's really going on with me because, you know, they'll judge me. Well, you know, that's what we're, that's what we're working against. We don't, we don't want that, you know. And so that's what I challenge us to is, man, let's, let's be a group that can confess our faults one to another. Let's be a group that prays for one another, that we can be healed. And I think the last question I have on here is, am I honest with myself and am I honest with others? And I got to tell you guys, I don't, this is probably something that I struggle with and it's, and I know why. I'm, I'm super prideful. I just am. Um, I, I always have to feel like because we help lead you guys that I have to have it all together all the time. And that I never have a chink in my armor. And I never have anything that I struggle with. And I never have anything that, you know, upsets me or whatever. And so, I mean, that sort of carries over in to other relationships. It just becomes sort of who you are, and all of a sudden you have this hard exterior shell um, that you're not letting anybody in, and you're not being honest. You're not being honest with yourself. 
because you're not dealing with those issues, and then also you're not being, being honest with other people. And so, just a question. Okay, so, so the, next, the next thing is uh, our actions determine our influence. So, we've got the happy emoji and the meh emoji. You've got two choices. We're all gonna, we're all gonna, we have a choice. We can be intentional through God's word. Or we can not be intentional. And oh, by the way, we're always gonna stumble. We're always gonna have issues. No one's perfect. Uh, hit, the, hit the next button. Oh, go back, go back, go back. Go back a couple more. Can you? Uh, just, you know, just go. I'll tell you stop. <laughs> All right. All right. No, not that far. All right, keep going. All right. Something didn't work. Something didn't work. Emojis are supposed to be flying around, so I don't know what's going on. But it's okay. It's all right. It doesn't matter. Okay. So the happy emoji is supposed to go up, up to the top, and the meh emoji goes down to the bottom. So what I was trying to show, which it would have been really cool if it worked, because it worked on, it works on my computer, um, is, man, when you're walking with the Lord, no matter what circumstance you're in, if you start your day in the Word, and you're meditating day and night in the Word like we saw earlier, and you are, yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have situations that make you sad and make you whatever, but when, you, when you're tying everything to the Lord, and you're taking it back to the Lord, you're in, you're, you go up, up the scale, right? Whenever you're meh, and you're just figuring it out on your own, and you're not in the word, and you're not seeking counsel, you know, you, you just sort of, it was, it was really cool, guys. I really wish it would work. Okay, so it, it bounces. It was bouncing up and down. You're, you're all over the place, right? Your, your situations, your scenarios, your, who you're with, what you ate that morning, you know, affects your mood, and it affects how you deal with people and how you handle certain situations. You're way more centered and you're way more constant whenever you're grounded in the Word because He's directing your path. And oh, by the way, what I also have found, because this is true in my life, whenever you're not doing the Bible part, the Bible emoji, and that affects your choices and your attitude, and you start coming downward on the, on the chart here, it's a very lonely place. You find yourself very alone because you know what? You haven't been treating others how you should be treating them. You're not being honest. You're not being open. You're not loving. You're not seeking peace. You're not being kind. And so you, you kind of look around and you're like, I'm around a lot of people, but I don't have a lot of friends. And no one really knows what's going on with me. But we're not really meant to be alone. If you're grounded in the word, and you're being intentional, you're, you're putting into action what you're learning. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what the two dancing, I don't even know what that means. What are those two dancing, whatever. Anyway, okay, so you're with people, that's what that's supposed to mean, and you have a family. You got a family here. You got a family of multi-cross-generation people over there. You've got old people, you've got young people, you got a family. You got the whole spectrum of generations over there. 
and you've got a family of your own, of your peers here. And you're not alone. You're in the, find yourself up there in, in the emoji people. You're one of them. Because they're walking with the Lord and you're of one mind and you're united and you know each other and you know what's going on with each other and you love each other and you're kind to one another and all of a sudden you're a big family and you're looking around and you're saying, this is awesome. I have a family. Listen, my family, my, my, my blood family, I mean, that's a whole, I could, I could honestly preach a whole other message just on that. But, that is a work in progress for me. I mean, I've had to have some really difficult conversations through this study that I'm doing with my immediate family. Because I haven't been intentional with them. Um, And that's hard. And and there's, you know, it's a two-way street for sure. But, But what makes me happy, what makes me excited is I have, I have my spiritual family up here. I'm up there. I don't have to be down here pondering where are all my friends. So to close out, we're, 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 we're basically done. Um, these, these are six things that I read every day within reason. And, and I want you guys, I, I left some blanks at the bottom of your sheet. I want you guys, I know how, I know how it is when, guy, when, when guys ask you, you know, fill this out on your own time. No one ever does that. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to. But I, I would at least let you intellectually think of it. Okay, I, <laughs> I'm a very, like, visual, like, tactical person. Okay, so I have to, like, say things out loud and do them for me to get it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. All right. So I had to write down, this is in my journal. (laughs) It sounds so like juvenile, but it, it really helps me like intellectually as I go through the day. I am a husband to Cindy. What does that mean? So the question I ask myself is, do I lead her? Do I nurture her? That's my job. I am a father to Willow and Hudson, making it very personal. Am I leading them towards Christ? Am I a picture of their heavenly father? I'm a son to my parents. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what that means yet. I don't know what my role is in that yet. I've always had to be the dad in our family, and so I'm not really sure what being a son means, to be honest with you, as it pertains to like my, real, my role. I've always had to be the leader in the family. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the answer is to that one, but that's on my list. Um, I am a leader in my job and in the well. Do I walk in uprightness? I'm a homeowner. Am I, am I taking responsibility for that? Am I doing the things I need to do? Am I making sure that, you know, Having a home is, is a gift. And, you know, am I being responsible in maintaining that home? I'm a friend. Does my life show love, peace, joy, and truth to my friends? I read this every day. 
I have days that I win and I have days that I lose. Um, and so my question is for you guys. You guys are different. You're a different stage of life than me, most of you. Write, write down some things in there that who you are. I am a daughter. I am a sister. I'm a cousin, whatever. And then are you being intentional in that part of your role of who you are? Because I could be a great husband and I could never do anything at work and now I've blown my testimony there. I can't just be a good husband. I also have to be a good leader at work. I also have to be a good dad. I also have to be a good son and brother. I didn't even put that one on there. I've got two siblings. I'm probably the worst brother ever. You know, and you know, it's just a question. So I, I challenge you guys, um, you know, live your life with a purpose. You know, it, I'm telling you guys, and I, I sound old for saying this, and I even sound cliche for sounding cliche. This life goes by so fast. I asked Cindy today, I said, hey, remember that one, one like conversation that we had? I'm thinking it was like a month ago. It was in February. I was like, are you kidding me? That was in February? <laughs> the, it, the, light, the older you get and the more responsibility you get and the more things you're involved in, it just goes so fast. Um, and if you're not careful, if you don't slow it down and ask yourselves these questions, it'll, it'll, it'll go by so fast. And you, and you will realize that you know, I wasn't intentional in these relationships. So, oh, that's all I have. So I'll pray, and then we'll sing or something. All right, dear, dear Lord, um, we love you so much, and your word has taught me so much about myself. Uh, your, word, your word teaches me um, areas that I need to improve. Your word is uplifting. Um, your word is full of love. It's also full of truth. Um, God, you're so powerful. Um, you know our weaknesses. You know our strengths. You know the areas that we need to improve on. Lord, I pray just as a people, as, a, as, a, as your sons and daughters, that we will live this life with intentional, intentionality. We'll, we'll, we'll do this life on purpose. We won't leave it to chance. We won't leave it to the busyness of our lives that will you know, just sort of happen to be a good husband or happen to be a good friend or happen to be a good student. That we'll do it on purpose and we'll do it through your word. We'll let your word direct our paths. I'm thankful for these people. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for the leadership that we have. I'm thankful for your grace. Uh, Lord, you know that, I mean, I don't deserve, I don't deserve anything. Um, and I'm so thankful that, that you sent your son um, to die on the cross for my sins so I could have a way to, to get to you. Uh, without, without that, Lord, I, I, I would have no hope. Um, so thankful for your word. I'm thankful for the power that it has. God, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.